The information, opinions, and recommendations presented in this podcast are for general information only. Any reliance on the information provided in this podcast is done at your own risk. Hey everybody, this is Miley. And this is Porvi. And you're listening to That's What We Said, a podcast where we offer our insight on a variety of topics that touch our lives and probably yours on a daily basis. Hi, Porvi. Hi, Miley. What are we going to talk about this week? Well, we actually got a special topic from our special viewer. A special viewer. Yeah, one of our viewers recommended this topic, and it's called peer pressure. Okay. Yeah. What about peer pressure? So today we're going to talk about peer pressure. And, you know, I always thought peer pressure affected us as children. But as I'm old as hell now, I still feel a lot of peer pressure from different things. (laughs) You feel peer pressure. You also give it away. Give it. Give it out. I give out peer pressure and I take peer pressure. You just peer pressured me today, girl. Try to get me to go to Walgreens with my lazy ass. I try to get you to walk in the sun (laughs) to get you some exercise. Sorry for helping your heart. I'm the laziest person. But anyway, so tell me about peer pressure. Yeah, so basically, you know, there's so many different things happening in our lives today. And it just gets harder because you're peer pressured into doing a lot of things. And even though we teach our kids, like, if you get peer pressured, just know what's better for you. Don't do this. Don't do that. Say no, blah, blah. But as adults, we're peer pressured too. And are we actually taking that advice ourselves? I don't think so. I don't. I don't for sure. Right. I know for sure. Yep. Because we're peer pressured, but we don't even realize that we also peer pressure people mm-hmm. to do stuff that it could be little things mm-hmm. like, oh, come on, just come with me. Like when you wanted me to come with you to Walgreens. Yeah. Sometimes like you don't want to do something by yourself. You're like, come on, just come with me. Or hello, you call your other friend. Come, just can you come with me to do this exercise class. <laughs> like there's mm-hmm. always some form of peer pressure mm-hmm. somehow, some way. Yeah. And so like, um, for example, like when I first moved to San Francisco, Go. Did I didn't you peer pressure to move to San Francisco. I didn't. No, I didn't. I came on my own account. When I came here, I didn't drink at all. Like, you still don't drink, girl. What you talking I, about? I know. I don't. But when I was when I moved, I literally only drank on my birthday. Oh, well, only my birthday. Once a year. You. you know, I just never really liked the taste of alcohol. But the thing about it is, like in San Francisco, everybody does a lot of happy hours. Oh yeah. All the time. At work. Uh, every day, all the time. Like whenever they can get a drink in you, they will. I right? know. So I didn't really realize how awkward it was when I wasn't drinking because what happened was we would all go out for happy hour and then I'd be like, no, no, no I'm not drinking or I don't want to drink, whatever. Um, and it's not because like of any other reasons because of the fact that I just don't like the taste of alcohol and I just don't like how it makes me feel after um, a while. Yeah. So then I, I, I would always say no, but I would love doing the social aspect of it, right. like hanging out with my friends. Yeah, it's like just social hours. Socializing, yeah. yeah. But it yeah. doesn't mean I have to drink. Yeah. Well, in that scenario, um, what happened was one of my friends, we were like, oh, let's catch up. Let's do happy hour. And she's I like... Think it had to be happy hour, though. Well, just I think happy hour is like dinner. just a kind of thing, like instead of saying, hey, let's go get drinks, it's like, let's go get happy hour. We can get food as well. Happy hour. But, you know, it's, it, I feel like here everybody associates happy hour to drinking when happy hour should be associated to socializing. So anyway, so 
she goes to me, she's like, why do you want to do happy hour? You don't drink anyway. And then it kind of clicked. I'm like, and I told her, I'm like, you don't have to drink to go socialize. Well, you know why? It's because happy hour is, it's connected to bars and stuff, right? It's so also, I think that's why people yeah. think about that, happy I, hour. I think it's also like de-stressing and like, hey, yes. let's after work, let's just kind of like yeah. chill with like, a drink. Oh, girl, I need a drink. Yeah. And we would go get a drink. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I, so here's me during mm-hmm. happy hour peer pressure mm-hmm. si- situations. Like people will say, oh, come on, just go ha- have one drink mm-hmm. and I'll be like oh god I really can't go but okay fine one drink mm-hmm, right mm-hmm. so I go for my one drink and oh my god five drinks later yeah I'm like what the hell yeah and I feel bad I'm like I said I was just gonna have one drink so it's really hard to, to say have one that. or not even go yeah yeah you I think you almost have to just not go yeah because that just one drink sometimes at least but for then me it's like I love meeting up with my friends and socializing and understanding like what's going on in the world outside of my work life you yeah. know yeah and anyway, so like after a while, I realized a lot of my friends stopped inviting me to happy hour because I did drink. And they're like, well, we don't want to drink in front of you. It's kind of boring. And I'm like, I'm actually fun regardless if I'm drinking or not. I still can conversate. I don't have to be a blurgeon drunk to, to, like, to have a conversation. Um, did you, have you realized yet that I stopped inviting you to happy hours? Yeah. Sorry, my gig is up, my gig is up. But like, yeah, so, so I don't really, so for peer pressure, I don't really know what to do because I'm always getting like invited out. Like, hey, let, you know, have a drink, have a drink, have, have a drink with me. It's only, you know, and it's not even the money. Yeah. It's just, it's not my thing. Like, I don't like yeah, alcohol. But see, you know what? Here's the thing. So I knew when you told me that you didn't drink, mm-hmm. I was kind of like, what the hell? What's wrong mm-hmm. with that girl? She don't drink. But I still enjoy, I mean, it's true. You you are fun to be around because, you know, I like to make fun of you and all that stuff. Gunshot whoop to the head. Yeah. <laughs> Shout out to Gabe. But you know what, you know what it became? I realized, I, I remember, I think at the beginning, I, I probably was kind of like, come on, girl, just have a drink, have a drink. Yeah. But now that I know, I've come to respect you. Serious moment. I've mm. come to respect you. And I know that you don't. You just choose not to drink. So yeah. now when we go out, I mean, it is unfortunate that a lot of our social functions mm-hmm. here at work, it involves a happy hour. It involves mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. a party. It involves drinking. But now I know. Like, yeah. okay, poor me, she don't drink. So to me, I took that as a positive. Like, it kind of sucked that you don't drink because you're my friend. But I turned it around, made it well, a why? positive. Why does, why does it suck? Well, yeah. maybe because the way I see it... Mm-hmm. Um, I see for me drinking, it helps wind me down. Because, girl, you know me. Mm-hmm. I don't need to have a drink to act like this. Okay? And same mm-hmm. with you. You don't mm-hmm. really have to drink We're like the to sober. act a certain way, right? We mm-hmm. are sober drunks, right? Mm-hmm. But I think part of the drinking for me is just like the relaxation. But, girl, trust me. I, I could relax without any drink. But why do you have to portray that on someone else? I think the reason why is because not some... Maybe it is portraying it on other people, but maybe mm-hmm. it's it's not necessarily portraying. It's like, come on, come to where I am. Like, this helps me relax. This will help you relax, too. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? But I think when I when I finally realized, or when you told me, okay, well, I don't really drink. I don't choose to drink. And everyone said, oh, Porvi doesn't drink. It's like, okay, well, I don't care. She could still come anyway. Mm-hmm. Now I just have it in my head. Okay, well, Porvi doesn't drink. It's not a big deal. She's still fun mm-hmm. without drinks. And here's the benefit. We could take her drink ticket <laughs> at company functions. Check, yeah. check. Porvi, give me your tickets. So I think you come to know, like, your friends. I know you just said that, it felt like you got to a point where you stopped getting invited to mm-hmm. happy hours. Mm-hmm. That's so sad for I know. But I, I, think, sad. I think maybe that is because people probably say like, oh, she doesn't drink, so she might not want to come to happy hour. Yeah. 
Well, I know that there's some people who don't drink. They choose not to drink because I think some of them had issues mm. before, so they just choose not to drink. So it's kind of like known. We just don't invite this person, or we invite them, but then they just maybe that's what I should do. I should just say I'm getting out of AA <gasps> and I'm like three weeks sober. <laughs> then people will not peer pressure me. <laughs> that's the dumbest part. That's the dumbest. Idea, sorry. But well, so what? What can you do? Like as far as pe- getting peer pressure to go to, mm-hmm. like what I was just saying, how I, w- I would always be like, okay, I'm just gonna go for one drink, mm-hmm. um, and then I end up drinking five. Mm-hmm. I think for me, what I would do is I either would plan for it. If I know that 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 I typically do that, then I'll have to just tell myself, finally, just don't even, mm-hmm. just stay away from it. Don't even go. Or just nurse your drink. Or nurse the drink or get a big or drink. whatever, right? Yeah. But then for you, like dealing with getting the, the invite to... <laughs> this was a long time ago. Um, but you know what? Like it's so funny because when I moved here, I thought everybody drinks. Like there's, you know, like everybody goes happy yeah. and they drink. But I've noticed over the years, people have... Lots of people say, oh, no, I'm not drinking today or I'm not drinking. Yeah. I'm detoxing. Yeah. Right? So what I learned to do is now I just tell people I'm detoxing. I'm going to remember that now when I tell you let's go have a drink. I mean, I don't always lie about it, but um, I usually just say no. But like a lot of my friends, they don't want other people to know that they're not drinking because of whatever reason. And it's usually health. Oh, just say you're on medication. Yeah. So that's, I've heard that too. Like, oh, I'm on antibiotics (laughs) or, um, you know, I'm detoxing or I'm having like a, you know, drink, no drink free like um, month or something. I'm on a 21 day girl. But everybody does it. So don't sometimes. freaking peer pressure me, fool. Sometimes Shoot. that don't work, girl, because I've been trying to do this 21-day challenge for no sugar. You're on your second day, aren't you? No, girl. I haven't even started. <laughs> yeah. Because every day. Okay, talk about peer pressure. Okay, that's peer pressure related to work and happy hour. Here's another kind of peer pressure. A good kind of peer pressure, I guess you can say, but maybe bad for some people. Just sitting around your colleagues. You might have a colleague who always has a bunch of candy or is the evil donut bringer or will bring in snacks or whatever. Mm-hmm. And yeah. they'll open up their food and they'll be like, here, have some. And you're like, oh my God, you know, it's around you. I know like some people who maybe just choose not to have sugar, but it's all around them. Mm-hmm. I know someone who is very good about it. I know someone who's very good about, okay, no, I, I can't have sugar. I try to be like that. And then people will put it in my face. I'm, I'm like, no, I can't have sugar. And they'll be like, okay, no, no, it's okay. Just have it. Are you sure? And I'll be like, okay. So <laughs> it, it gets, it just depends mm-hmm. on your willpower. Yeah. Peer pressure. Yeah. So. You have to have a lot of willpower. Yeah. I don't. Um, what other kind of peer pressure is out there? You, you know, um, the other peer pressure is marriage. Yeah. <gasps> don't um, do it. Don't do it. No. Uh, we already had this discussion peer on marriage. Pressure. No, peer pressure. So I have a friend who's been dating somebody. He's been dating her for maybe three years, two, three years. And, you know, it's the time. You either go in or get out, right? Yeah. Uh, after two years or a couple of years. And I don't think he's 100% on this girl. And they want different things, completely different things. He wants kids, she doesn't. Uh, like oh big God. things, you know? These are major things. Yeah, they're big things. These are deal breakers for yeah. some people. But I think in the back of his head, all his friends are married with children. He feels the pressure of like, okay, I'm getting older. I don't want to start over. And starting over is everybody's reason. So many people's reason of not getting out of a bad relationship or a not wanted relationship is to start over. And I will tell you, I am one of those people. Like, 
people don't want to start over. They don't want to start over. It's so hard to go out, get on dating apps, meet someone, find someone you have a connection with, start building a relationship, a rapport. It takes time and I energy. And it's it's exhaustive. But I, I, I don't think that that is a reason that you don't do it. But right. I think that that is a reason people don't do it. So, you know, we were talking and he's like, yeah, I think I'm going to marry her. Mm. And I'm like, but you're like, you're like 30% sure you want to be with her. Like, that's just going to cause you to have a divorce later. It's not a long-term situation. We talked about this. Yes. Right? Yeah. Remember we talked about it? We said, even for people who are 100% sure that, okay, this is the person I want to marry, like, it could change like mm-hmm. 10, 15, 20 years down the road. And yeah. then if you're like 30% sure, what the hell? You're, it's a divorce waiting to happen. Yeah. 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 So why? Um, and I think he's getting pressure from her. Peer pressure. Peer pressure so. from her. Like, hey, like, what are we doing? And it's fair on her behalf. She's not going to want to waste her time. Like, she's already invested so much time. You either go in or go out, right? So I don't know. So I was he just, has to be honest with her, though. I think right? he's... He does. He, he, he should, but I, I think he's the type of person that's very, like, go with the flow, like, whatever, I don't want to think about it kind of guy. He's going to be railroaded over. Like, if a girl's going to be like, we good. getting married. I know. And you're going to propose to me over Christmas. And he and probably will. Here's the church. And here's the ring I want. Have. This is kind of food we're going to yeah. have. This is our cake. This is our doves. And yeah. here's the check. Yeah. So, um, you know, but actually the thing is also like I had another uh, friend that I used to work with and he actually, same situation, his girlfriend at the time was older by five years or something. She didn't want to have any children. You know, she worked nights, so they hardly saw each other, but he didn't want to start over. They were dating like seven years and he's like, I just don't want to start over. I don't know who else would be better, you know, would be a good fit. She, he wanted children. She didn't, right? Like big, huge things. Um, he ended up proposing getting married. Even though she didn't want to have kids, but he wanted to have kids. Mm-hmm. He yeah. still proposed and his, to her. And his family didn't really like her. It was like a really lot of different things. Wait, and they got married? They still got married. So and he's are fine. Are they divorced now? No, they're fine. They don't have kids? They don't have children. They're just living every day like they do every day. But does he have regrets? Like, I could have had a kid. I think maybe eventually he might when he's like too old to have them anymore. Oh my God. I think maybe it might happen. But, you know, his, I asked him, I'm like, why would you give up everything you want, all your values for something that, you know, you don't want? Right, exactly. And he's like, oh, because I don't want to start over. It's harder to start over than it is to continue with what you have, knowing that it's decent. I get that too, but then to continue with what you have, but you're really only going to get 30% of what you really actually wanted in life. You're going to end up starting over eventually. Yeah, exactly. You might as well just get out and start over. Yeah. Well, going back to your other friend who, he wants to have kids, but she doesn't want to have kids. Yeah, yeah. But she wants to get married. Yes. And he's not sure. Right. So here's what I think about this. Okay. I think what they should maybe do is have a come to Jesus meeting. Mm-hmm. Come to Jesus. <laughs> talk about it, right? And he has to first ask himself, is he okay with not having kids? Mm-hmm. He doesn't even know if she's the one period, right? They're, so they're not quite 100% there like, okay, yeah. let's go get married. But if she already wants to get married mm-hmm. and she doesn't want to have kids, but he feels like, okay, he really wants to have kids, they should have that come to Jesus talk and they should just say, hey, well, I think look, the reason this they're is probably- what I want. Maybe if he were to say, look, honey, I really do want to have kids. Look, bitch. I want shorties. <laughs> Give me some shorties, bitch. No. 
Look, honey, I really want to have kids. So, you know, maybe it'll change her mind. I don't mind. know if they've had the conversation. I'm but sure they've they had that conversation. I'm sure she knows and he knows. I mean, obviously, they both know that what I, each other want. He, I think, has to make the decision to be like, is it okay for him to not have children yeah. or whatever? He the, needs you know. to have his own little trip on his own, eat, pray, love, climb Kilimanjaro, and think about what he really wants before mm-hmm. he proposes to this girl. Because it sounds as if she might not be the one. I don't think she's the one, maybe, for him. They're, and he's young. Like, come on. Well, how like, old is he? 25? I think he's like 32, 33. He's a young, good-looking guy. Yeah, he so needs he to, needs like, to, just, yeah. I'm telling you, I am the first one to tell you that starting over sucks. I started over. I could have been, like, married with a kid right now. But I decided that, hey, that relationship was not right for me. Yeah. And I did, you know, it was either go all the way in and, and get divorced. Or, yeah. yeah, I was like, either go all the way in be divorced, go all the way in, have a kid, be unhappy, and live the rest of my life in a miserable manner. I know. Or get out, be miserable for a few years, and then find the true guy that I'm supposed to be meant to be with. Exactly. Right? Where Are you out there? Hello, Porvis man? Porvis man? <laughs> are you out there? Are you out there? Where are you? <laughs> it's, so I took the chance to be like, okay, I'm going to hurt. Yeah. It's going to hurt. You stay true to yourself, yeah, which is good. But I can't I know, say that for myself all the time. I know, well, you know, I think your situation's a bit different. Um, I think that you didn't Cut. know. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> you didn't know that I was going to come into your life is what I was going to say. Oh, yeah, that's true. <laughs> I know. Maybe, maybe, maybe you're my man. <laughs> <laughs> I'm your man. I'm you supposed to get a 16 generation. <laughs> Damn it. You look just like Gabe. I, <laughs> Um, speaking of Gabe, Gabe, whose name last name shall not be revealed. Yeah. Gabe, we need to get him on. Are we ever going to get him on? We're not going to get him on. I don't know because he's he's a bitch like that. Mm-hmm. We want to get Gabe on here. Yeah. Um, Hi, Gabe. Let's get you on this podcast. Anyway, <coughs> peer me, pressure, yeah. Gabe. Peer pressure. Yeah. So I, 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 for him, for my friends out there, like if you guys are having doubts, get the hell out. You yeah. should not have doubts. Everybody has doubts. a little bit of a doubt, but if it's like a high doubt, yeah. don't do it. In the well, long okay. term, you'll have to start over. You'll be starting over yeah. at a much later age, no, which is well, harder. Wait a minute. Hold off on just getting out 100%. Because if you kind of like the girl, maybe don't get out. Maybe okay. work with her. Figure out how to, you know, yeah, you know what I mean? True. If your friend is like 30% sure that she could be the one, but there's, you know. Well, they need to, they should talk about maybe what it is. How can they get there? Because it sounds like she wants to get there already. It's been mm. two or three years. Mm. To which I say, girl, it took six years for my husband to marry me. Mm-hmm. But you guys are so young. You're in your 20s. Yeah, we were in our 20s. And I, I think he 20s. had a lot of doubts. <laughs> he still has doubts. He still wakes up. It took up. him six years yeah. and peer pressure to marry you, and then he had doubts. Hey, you know what? The way I did it with my husband, though, I, it was not peer pressure. He still says I gave him an ultimatum. That's a peer pressure. No, 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 no. All but right. listen, so what I said was, what I did was, I basically gave him a date. I just said, okay, look, he didn't know what he wanted to do. So I said, look, we've been together for how many years? So I just need to help you make, I mean, I need you to make a decision. Mm. Am I part of your future or not? I gave him a date and then I didn't say, you better decide to marry me on this date. I just said, here's the date. You tell me where you're at. I could either A, get the fuck out or B, 
still continue to stay with him. I just gave him a date, like a check-in date. We had a one-on-one -on, -one on this date for him to tell me, you know, how, where he was at. So I say it wasn't an ultimatum. So I yeah, tell people no, that story. Fair. They're like, bitch, that was an ultimatum. Yeah, and that's the other anyway. thing too. Ultimatums don't work. They're pre pressure. No, they don't. They they're don't. Not, it, they're going to backfire. Yeah, exactly. You better do this. or Like even with kids, it doesn't happen. Yeah, so exactly. <laughs> you tell somebody to do something, they're going to do exactly the opposite. Exactly. Nobody likes to be told what to do. But yeah, so I mean, I think with, with the marriage situation, yeah, they do need to have a come to Jesus conversation, like a final conversation. Not come like, to Jesus, come to Buddha, not like, come to Allah. And you know, like if, you know, for example, like my girlfriend, she didn't, she, in another scenario, she's the one that didn't want to have children and her husband wants children like really bad. But yeah. everything else was perfect except that one thing. Yeah. Like they both loved each other. They wanted, they knew they wanted to be with each other, but it was just that one thing that she didn't want kids and he wanted them. They got married and she's like, it's fine. I'll give him kids if that's what's going to make him happy in the long run. See, and, and that, that works. And that's what I was trying to say with your other friend situation that yeah. maybe when they have their come to Jesus meeting and mm -hmm. he just really says, look, you want to get married, but here's what my deal is. Mm -hmm. I need this in my life. Maybe, maybe she'll say, okay, fine. But I, I think for him, it's not just kids. Right. For her, their issue was Wait, this kids. is the first couple or second couple? No, my girlfriend. My girlfriend? Your girlfriend. My girlfriend's okay. another couple. Um, okay. First couple was a colleague of mine that I used okay. to work with. They're, they're, she, he's married and whatever, that's done. Okay. But um, my girlfriend, who didn't want to have children, everything else was perfect. They both knew they wanted to get married. There's no doubt that mm -hmm. they wanted to marry each other except mm -hmm. this one thing. The kids. The kids was the only thing that was kind of like, I don't know, it's not my thing kind of thing. But after they got married... You know, she's like, well, it's fine. We'll, we'll have kids. That's what but he wants. But they don't have kids yet. They don't. They're trying. Okay. They're working on it. Okay. But the friend, the guy friend of mine who does want children, but his girlfriend does not, they have other issues. Okay. They're not 100%. Okay. He's not 100% committed. Yeah. So that means, like, if they both were like, okay, that the only issue is the kids, but we love each other and I do want to 100% marry you, then it's doable. But if you're having doubts of that person being the one right. plus the children, the children situation, thing. then that's a, uh, it's going to be a losing battle. They still need to have a come to Jesus meeting. They do. To and, talk. I, and I think they may have talked like generically like, hey, kind of want kids. Oh, okay, you don't. All right. Like that. But not like, look, these are my, these yeah. are my values. This yeah. is what I want. This is my needs. And can you fulfill it? And if you can't, yeah. then I need to move on. If you can't showstopper for me, bye, I gotta yeah. go. Hopefully he'll But he should it be out. peer pressured for like because all his friends are married no, and having children. And his not. parents are on him and it's two years, she's or two or three years, she's on him. Like everybody's like telling him like, yeah. let's do it, let's do it, let's do it, and you need yeah. to do it. It's been long enough. So I guess his thought is like if I get out, I'm gonna be upsetting so many people. Yeah. A like and B, I'm gonna be starting over. Um and people C people would like, probably be so sad, like, oh, what happened? Yeah. His parents would be and sad he'll be sad too. Yeah. Detachment's always difficult. Starting over is difficult, so is detachment. But know? like you said earlier, better to detach before you're married rather than getting yeah. married and then trying to detach yourself. That's, mm -hmm. not, that's not a fun thing. But anyway, yeah, that's one kind of peer pressure. Here's another kind of peer pressure that I go through. Peer pressure of motherhood. Mm -hmm. Because... You're a bad mom. You know what? I was just about to say, contrary to popular belief, <laughs> I'm not the greatest mom in the world. I'm the worst mom ever. Oh, I thought you were going to say contrary to belief that I'm not a good mom, but I am. <laughs> but you just totally said that you're not. So we're all on the same page. We're on the same page. We agree that. 
bitch. Uh, one of the pressures of motherhood that I face a lot is trying to be this perfect mom, doing all the stuff for your kids. At the beginning, I think now it's fine. My firstborn, she's 18, but at the beginning, everyone's doing these things for their kids. Like, what do you, what camp are you signing your child up for? Or what? You're signing up for just that camp? Well, this mm -hmm. one is better. This one is like. $500 more, but it has this, this, and that. Mm. It's like this peer pressure of trying to keep up with the Joneses in a way, mm. and being a mom. And, and financially, it's, like, it's draining because you might not be as financially yeah, comfortable as other people. Exactly. So mm -hmm. I know there's a lot of moms who do fall for that and just sign their children up for things that they see their peers signing their kids up for. But I know, luckily, there's a bunch of other moms. Like, I know some of my close friends are like, really? She bought her kid a phone? Fuck that, I'm not gonna buy my child a phone. I'm not. Mm. I was that mom that was like, my kid will never have a phone. Mm. When she's that young, she don't need a phone. And mm. my kids had phones like in the third grade. But anyway, that's a different podcast episode. But it is hard as a mother and probably maybe as a dad, I'm not sure, but I can only speak from the mother's perspective. But when you have kids and everybody around you has kids and you see how other people are raising their children, the things they're giving their children, you tend to say, wait, am I doing the right thing? I Wait, I didn't sign her up for that camp over there i didn't send her to this camp over here mm -hmm. am i messing my child up or i'm not Probably. sending her to this school mm -hmm. i didn't sign her up for this class to take so it's, it's really tough and then like sometimes i feel like getting judged by not my close friends but just other parents out there when they look at what my kids are doing so it's really hard to deal with that but now it's just whatever with sammy i felt it sebastian not so much now it's age i'm like fuck it well, what are your say. recommendations to women out there that are struggling financially to put their kids in all the um, camps and like classes that you, they're feeling pressured about? You really have to just tell yourself and know in your heart, whatever it is you're doing for your child is good for your child and it's good for whatever situation that you have. You're not in the other people's situation. You're in your own situation. You know your finances. You know whatever your geographic area. You know as far as like your time what you have time to sign your child up for. I think you just have to know in your heart that you're fine just where you are. Mm -hmm. And don't compare yourself with other mothers because mm -hmm. that's you're never going to compare to other people. Mm -hmm. But yeah, I think that's the key. But that can apply to everything else. Just knowing in your heart what you really want to do. Going back to the whole drinking and happy hour thing. Just know already that you don't want to drink at happy hour. So you're just kind of like, okay, you're either going to know I'm only going to have the one drink or you're just going to not put yourself in that scenario or you can just buy a drink that looks like alcohol but it really isn't you know what's funny uh, when my husband had his bar there would be someone who would go visit him every night it'll be a different person right and they would obviously want to have a drink with him he got to a point where like he was drinking every night he'd come home drunk so then he finally learned how to beat the system he would tell his bartender when he would pour, when they would pour the drinks his would just be water they would think he's taking mm -hmm. shots of vodka or whatever. He's really taking shots of water. Yeah. Although a funny story, a friend of mine a long time ago, we were at a club and we were dancing and she's like, hey, and we're like, hey, she goes, girl, I'm tweaking. Like I was drinking a lot of this and it was sparkling water. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, girl. <laughs> anyway, 
Anything else to say about peer pressure? No, just, you know, if you're being pressured, just be smart about it. You're, Don't be a you're, dumbass. Yeah, I mean, you're bigger than everybody else. And emotionally, like, you know what's best for you. And That's if, right. They're not gonna, if you're getting married because of peer pressure, they're not going to be there to save you when they're, you're going through hell. Exactly. If they're you're, not going to be living your life exactly. and being in your shoes. So, yeah, and yeah. for drinking, like, you're, they're not going to be the one that's going to have to, like, go through the, you know, throwing up or whatever because yeah. you've been drinking. It's going to affect you. Yeah, they can exactly. peer pressure you, but at the end of the day, your your decisions affect you, and they exactly. won't know what that is. And then, yeah, you got to be true to yourself. Yeah, I am glad that you peer pressured me into doing this podcast, though. I think you peer pressured me. I think you peer pressured me. Huh? Yeah, I we peer pressured each other. But I didn't let you peer pressure me into going to Walgreens with you. I say true to my lazy ass. Yeah, you wanted to stay fat. That's all right with know. me. Fat is good. I was fat. trying to help you be skinny. fat. Is good. There's more things to love. <laughs> Nobody anyway. wants a hand. Nobody wants to hang on those handles. <laughs> anyway, thanks everybody for listening in. Yes. In this week's episode on peer pressure, if you guys have any suggestions or any examples of when you're peer pressured, you'd like us to talk about it, mm-hmm. um, and we could tell you if you did the right thing or mm-hmm. not. Give us a holler. Reach out to us. Our information is on our show notes, and our email is that's what we said pc at gmail.com. Thanks for joining us. Have a good week. Bye. Bye. Something under pressure. Um, You got pressure on your ass? Just fart. (laughs) That's you.